0: Hi, welcome to Museful Chaos, the podcast episode Episode. two, episode two, just to remind you if you are just tuning in, listening, we are a family of nine attempting to go tiny living over the next year. We are currently living in a 3,600 square foot house and Mm -hmm. we are planning to move into an RV and spend our life living rather than um, working to live every second so today's episode is the story of how we became musical chaos so we hope you enjoy listening to how we became and also if you are to find another episode of um episode number two Please just ignore that because Ashley and I had no idea what we were doing for was podcast. a podcast.
1: Learning copy.
0: And so there is another version of episode two out there somewhere, and I have no idea how to retract that. So one day I will.
1: Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yep, we're learning. So speaking of learning. How was your weekend? Let's talk about what happened yesterday. Okay. Okay. So we promised, okay. because we promised to take everybody along very organically and truthfully and transparently. So yesterday was a weekend. Weekends... Valentine's Day. Yes. Weekends tend to be a little bit crazy for our home in general. Schedule is kind of wonky. We just kind of want and encourage free play. And they dial their volume all the way up. Typically, we're okay with that. Yeah. Yesterday, I, for those that aren't tuning in on video, I have multi-layer bags. I cried two or three times. Um, We had two kids who decided they won't sleep last night. And just all in all reality, we think that they all got together in a tiny board meeting and said for the first time in our entire lives, we're going to do what mom's always saying. We're going to work together. Only we're going to work against them. And they just said, let's see, you know, they thought about this tiny thing. Let's make sure they've really considered all aspects of this and let's come full force with our very worst. And let's just see how they can manage So yesterday was day one of regret. Of regret.
0: So, you know, like when you announce something to the world, you just sometimes it's like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely a bad idea. That is what happened yesterday. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, my goodness. Why on earth did I announce this to Mm -hmm. an entire population when... My kids just
1: decided to completely change my mind. It did only it did I will give you the credit that it took you until 8 p.m. to text me and say that's it. I'm not going tiny. Yeah,
0: Period. that was 12 hours into the day. Yeah. So, I mean, and I just I just needed to have that moment. I needed to have that moment of venting to tell you to have my thoughts be said. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it was texted, but it was still right. no, it I was, was first, able to it was put Something so mm-hmm. you could see it Rainbow and I, I think that's all I needed. I came home We were able to have a little bit of alone time for a second right. until Ford for woke up again But I think I, I had a good night's sleep. Well, I, I mean I as say, good as I, I could yeah, I was gonna say, I'm so But sure.
1: I, I slept a little bit so that's a plus either way we're on another day and we're back to Yeah, but this Kyle is what this part. is
0: going to be the next 400 and some days we are going to have Moments, a lot of yeah of those mm-hmm. moments. And well, that's and the, gonna, whole the whole we're gonna
1: process. We're going to be on a great like forward path trajectory moving in a positive direction and something's going to come along and derail us for a second and we're going to learn and then we're going to pop back on our path and
0: yeah, so you we have to have like a sign somewhere that says is this worth it? And it says all of our reasons mm-hmm. of why we're doing this mm-hmm. and then we look at the chaos that happened that particular day and say this is why. Right. This yep. is why. And if mm-hmm. that those why's always overcome that chaos whatever had just mm-hmm. happened i think i think we're good mm-hmm. i think this will continue on a beautiful path and i'm still very excited about it today and yesterday i would have to say it's probably one of the most chaotic days in my parenting I, yes thus it was, far the,
1: it was very strange it was a very strange day i don't know what, what and i'm happened. and i'm still okay with going tiny this yeah. morning yep so even yesterday like so in the midst positive. of it when i was having my moments i remember you Looking at me and being like, okay, but when things get hard, try not to walk away, because I have a tendency to, like, walk to our closet and have a moment. And um, she brought to my attention, like, try to stay in it, because eventually you're not going to have a place to walk away. Like, the closet will be literally the size of, like, a shoebox. Right, so exactly. Like, how, it's not how like I can hide in there. to
0: get away? Right. But I think Might that... have to walk on a
1: trail in the woods,
0: but... <laughs> Right, we're going to solve all of these problems as we go. That's why we're not doing this tomorrow or Mm -hmm. this this summer even. We have a lot of planning to do.
1: So, okay, Okay. we kind of got off topic. We just wanted you to understand the reality of life.
0: Yeah, so the story of us, how we became musical chaos, how we fell in love. Mm -hmm. It's probably one of the most beautiful stories you're going to hear this week. Or ever. Or ever. Yeah. So, um, enjoy this movie-like story. Little summary. <laughs> yes. We met when we went to college. We went to the same college together in the La Crosse area, and we were taking some prereqs to get into nursing class, and we had anatomy and physiology together. And so yeah, I, do you wanna tell it or do I you, want, you want me to tell it? Sure. How about I just say the gist and you tell it? All interject. Like, yeah. Because okay. you got have it. the like
1: serendipitous
0: sure. type okay. stuff
1: to it. And it's well, beautiful. And, and to be honest, you took a whole solid three months to even know I existed. Whereas I knew straight from the from the doorway. Right. So, so. we we have this class together and I'm there first. She um, barely
0: got into the class. She it was, was like it had there's like a wait list thing where you can be on a wait list and then see if you if anybody drops the class at last second they did they very did. last second right 11 before 45 midnight. p.m the day so before. she randomly gets into this class and she comes to the first day and
1: there you are there i am mm-hmm. i guess like a little like shining light over the only empty chair right next to you and this beautiful woman that i have no idea who she is and oddly enough the first thought I had was, I wonder what her routine is. Like, I need to know her. How does she like get ready for the evening? How does she get ready for today? What does she drive? How does she brush her teeth? Like All really this weird by things. just
0: looking at me.
1: Just looking at me once.
0: Mm-hmm. The seat right next to me is open, so you decide to sit naturally. next to me.
1: Naturally, naturally.
0: And I don't notice her at all. I'm currently in a relationship at that time, and I just, I, I didn't notice you. So next day you come to class and you try to see if, you know, hopefully I'm going to get to know her a little better and I'm not there. I Uh probably only came to class once a week because I thought that was sufficient, but it was not. I ended up failing that class. So for any of you who are just starting out college out there go to every class because it's important. I
1: missed 50% of the coursework and therefore failed. Well, and you really never know when the person for your future is sitting right next to you and kind of waiting for you to be there and hoping to start the future just a little bit quicker than your timeline entailed.
0: Exactly. The whole story that there is somebody out there for everyone, it is 100% true. So if you take this story and get anything from it today, there is somebody perfectly tailored and perfectly made for you. So even if you are struggling in relationships and you're back and forth and you never can be alone, any of these things, just stop, relax. There is somebody out there and they will will eventually find them in the weirdest situation. And they
1: will come completely when you're not expecting, like when you think your life is going just as planned. Yes. so, so, you would try to figure out what my name is. I do, I listen to attendance. The teacher taking everybody's attendance and I listen for your name. I was like,
0: oh, okay. So find my name, go to the school roster, find, find my email address, look me up on Facebook, do a I little sound Facebook like a stalking. Yeah, right. It's okay, you were a really cute stalker but this whole time I have no idea she's even interested in me, and so she finds my email, finds my Facebook, reaches out to
1: both platforms, she doesn't answer the email, and she deletes her Facebook after I send her a message, and I was like, well, that, you would think, most people would be like, that's a sign. I kept going.
0: Yeah, I didn't, I, I might have, like, got that email and, like, just browsed over it for a, glanced at it for a second. I thought you were your sister because you had the same last name. Mm-hmm. I went to hair school before I went to nursing school, and I went to school with her sister. Odd.
1: So Very I thought it was girls.
0: randomly your sister, and I was like, "Oh, I'll come back to this. I'll come back to this message." And so,
1: in in time, while she's waiting, she just deletes it. I was like, "Well,
0: that's not a no." I deleted <laughs> no. I deleted my Facebook because I was in a not, not so, so good so relationship, relationship. Yeah. and there was some jealousy issues, and I think I deleted it for a second for that right. reason. So. Then I get it back. Do I eventually get the email you email you back? You emailed how does me it go? back
1: on e- our school email. You didn't email me on Facebook, but you emailed me back.
0: Yes, because I finally look I look up the name and I try to... You I, Facebook I went, stalked me. Yes, yes, I Facebook stalked the name because, again, I thought it was her sister. I realize it's not her sister. I also realized that on your Facebook she has a little blip about National Coming Out Day and I'm like, okay, so she's also gay. And I'm like, okay, this could be fun. You know, I'm still young. I, um, you know, like to have fun and adventure. It? Yeah, so <laughs> I I reach back out to the email. And I'm like, I'm really sorry that I haven't, I didn't get back to you. I, I, I don't know. This
1: totally went to my junk email, I right. think is what you said. Yeah,
0: I say some, <laughs> make something up like this. And then, as smooth as I possibly could be, I say, were- also... I check you out on Facebook and realize you have something about National Coming Out Day. Just so you know, I'm a full-blown homo. homo.
1: (laughs) Which is very deceiving because she was not a full-blown homo. Okay, let's just be clear about that. I don't think you were 100% committed. Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah, sure. So, <laughs> so I I slip that email in there, yeah. slide into her DMs, I should say.
1: That was before that was a thing.
0: Right. Okay. So, modern day slid. I slid right in there, and I so I write this email, and then I think she's like, okay, yeah, you email me back, yeah, basically we say that the, yep. the studying, let's get together and study, whatever, and then we I exchange phone numbers. Like we start text flirting a little bit. And on October 18th, 10 years ago, we decide that we are going to hang out for the first time. Yep. Coffee, I think, is what we called it. Yep. So we hang out for the first time, and the rest is history. History. We're basically never apart since then. We basically move in together right away. I propose after nine days, and you say yes, and we are
1: married three months later.
0: Yep. Moving in together. And life is absolutely beautiful. We have two kids coming into the relationship. Um, mine with a previous um, relationship that I had and yours with a one-night stand. So that's, <laughs> that's that. And it's it's so hilarious because they are both boys and they were born a year and two days apart. Yeah, they were super young, two and three. Just Looked two and three. Very, very, very simi- similar, blonde hair, blue eyes um, little kids and everybody used to say that they looked like twins whenever we were together and they instantly bonded. Yeah, I they think. Had
1: one calm, one crazy.
0: So they didn't really have a choice in bonding because we basically moved right in <laughs> together, but it it was cute. They got along yeah. right away. They I mean they were three and two, so right. they were like very fun, playful playmates. Yeah. playful kids. And it was it was beautiful to watch and they became little brothers and it was it was That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, so fast forward about a year mm-hmm. into our relationship and we decide that we want to start a family mm-hmm. together. So two women were missing some, some components, some ex- yeah. uh, you know, um, essential components. Yep, essential yeah. components. And so we, we start thinking about this process. We
1: start thinking about like, um, going to a sperm bank. Yes. And we did remember we and they did. told us that at that time, this was Many years ago, of course. Yes. So at that time, they said basically that we had to have tried for so many years and had a, a note prescription. from our yeah from our yes. doctor saying yep. we needed it's, as an I infertility think you still thing.
0: need to have like a prescription mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff. But there was a lot of hoops that we would have to and go we were, to, and yeah. I'm sure a lot of lesbian couples have to go through these hoops. But we we another serendipitous moment. We're at the farmer's market, just minding our own business, and we had just talked about yeah like. Finding, Essentially finding a donor. Shopping for exactly, a <laughs> right, exactly what we wanted. We wanted all these different um, things oh, in right. yeah. in a donor. Um, obviously, good looking and whatnot. And we're in the farmers market, and
1: poof, we just find there someone.
0: he is. Yeah. there he is. And we we meet and we end up talking
1: just casually, and then it was uh, like another instant connection. Like he yeah. was instantly our friend, and we yes. just the conversation was easy and flawless. And they. Like the three of us just kind of seemed to share so many personality traits and yeah. it was fun and it just felt right. Yeah, so you know? we so we would
0: meet for coffee and we we hung out and we were just it was great. Well, I don't usually have a lot of guy friends. Mm-hmm. So this was it it was great. We just really got to know each other and about six months. Yeah, I don't to, remember how long it was, into but it was like knowing him, yeah. we decided to ask that question and i think it came up in in a a coffee date that we had had that we were that we wanted to try to have kids i don't
1: think we asked him no we didn't okay but
0: but we 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 did that conversation so he knew Mm -hmm. that we wanted to have kids and that we needed to find a donor somewhere so that the text wasn't completely Completely out of context and completely random
1: well and to be fair i love the text message with a lot of like Prelude, I'm oh My crazy. gosh, we were so nervous. It was scary. I just remember sending it off and being like, "Okay, it's done." And if he doesn't respond, it's fine. If he responds yeah. with "You're nuts," we kind of expect that. But we didn't. Like, we expect really him... hope this doesn't ruin our relationship. Right. Kind of thing. We didn't expect him to respond as beautifully and graciously. As yes.
0: Did. Yes. And so he he said yes. He said, "I'm 100 on board for as often as you need." And um, solely for you. So we were like, oh, my goodness. So right. obviously we did some questioning about right. like yep. your background and health and all that kind of stuff. And everything seamlessly worked together. And the month that we were going to try comes up. And we randomly get an ovulation test. And we get a smiley face that exact day. And we call him up and we're like, hey, can you by any chance give us a sample right now? And we end up getting to do this um, insemination beautifully in our house, in our home, in our bedroom, just together, not in a doctor's office. And it was so peaceful and so beautiful and so much love put into that um, making of that baby. And we get pregnant. it worked. The the first time, 14 days later, we take a test Mm -hmm. and we are pregnant with Grayson. And yeah, and it was it was beautiful. I was very, very sick yes. in the beginning mm-hmm. of his pregnancy, but it was beautiful. We yeah, was go all the way to term and his, I, our family was super supportive mm-hmm. um, on top of that. Um, we had a beautiful baby shower together yes. and just being two women, it was beautiful to see um, around my around community around. and mm-hmm. all this stuff reach out and, and everybody was super supportive mm-hmm. and encouraging and it was great so his birth comes around and it's perfect it is so perfect like so zen and peaceful and not without pain obviously (laughs) it was it was an intense birth but I had an epidural for Mm -hmm. the entire thing so we had this great playlist that he came into the earth um with and it, it I mean he was a he was a great baby Mm -hmm. he really really was was, he was
1: a good baby yeah i Mm -hmm. think he
0: was a picture of the music that he Mm -hmm. came into this world on so it was it was a wonderful first experience to have a have a baby together Mm -hmm. the way we mothered was seamless Mm -hmm. and beautiful and i think it was just another extension of our love
1: and, and the boys were good brothers, very doting yeah. on him. Oh yeah, and they
0: they absolutely loved it. So watching our love flow through this little baby was sparked something. Was beyond beautiful and and definitely sparked <laughs> a an interest a, like, a definite let's do that again. a definite interest for for me and Ashley. So um, about a year into <clears throat> this little baby, we decide that we want another one. Mm-hmm. I think that. I might have decided first.
1: She gets and, like an itch at a certain, like milestone. I don't know if there's a milestone or a, a clock. Of maybe source. it's a hormonal. Yeah, I'm thing. not. I'm not certain. But always about ten, eleven months. You're like, okay, let's do another one. Yeah.
0: So yeah. she says yes, yeah. and um, our daughter that we conceived took a little longer to conceive. A couple. A couple of cycles, cycles and at that time we thought it was the end of the world because we were like oh my gosh we're never gonna get pregnant right we well because it was so
1: easy that, right yeah we, we didn't
0: expect this right we didn't know what to expect at all yeah. our Jackson and, and Tanner we weren't trying we're to planning. get pregnant so <laughs> so this was our first experiences with trying to get mm-hmm. pregnant and so after I think it was the third the third month we got pregnant with ever mm-hmm and I was even more sick with her. Like, why on earth would you ever get pregnant again kind of sick Mm -hmm. in the hospital with fluids and the hyperemesis, however you pronounce that name. Um, So that part was not fun.
1: Otherwise, her pregnancy was great. Like, she was a healthy pregnancy and, but until she pulled her ripcord. Yep, and
0: and (laughs) in the middle of that comes the ultrasound and comes our complete surprise that we are bringing a girl uh-huh. into this world because we have three boys and impossible. right and yeah. we did not think that we had the ability to have a girl so I mean we're unbelievably I elated so. yeah. we as far as her and I go we have one boy together and one had one girl together yeah. and we had this perfect adorable little set mm-hmm. of children together um, so yeah she the only thing about her pregnancy was she pulled a rip cord at 33 weeks uh, I just, just remember random, that day. A random water breaking.
1: That day, I had gone to get pizza. Remember? And I left it on. Her sister was in town at our apartment, and I had left a pizza that I had ordered for takeout on the roof of the car and drove away with it. And then I had to go back and get another one. So I come in, and I'm like, You will not believe what happened. And she's like, My water just broke. I'm like, Okay, you don't have to take the cake. Like, I'm telling a story here. And she's like, No, seriously. Yeah, so a lot. <laughs>
0: We were very scared. It, it was. Scary. We had no idea yeah. what to expect, but they tried to stop labor, and she was. She just wanted to come
1: out, which fits her personality one hundred percent. Yes, 100%. It does.
0: She was in the NICU for six days, and that's it because points, she is so strong-headed, and yeah, she. So she came home, and that's our. And she our was little a really, girl.
1: really good baby. Always happy, always easy. Yep, she breastfed for about baby. two
0: years. Mm-hmm. It was. She yeah, was a good baby. It was great. So then the whole year, 11 months, yep. 12 months comes go up. Again. And I'm like, I need to have another baby again. I need to be pregnant again. And she says no. And, <laughs> I, well, I mean, not really no, but Just I'm not like ready yet. yet. Let's not wait a yet. little bit longer. And then next thing you know, I'm pregnant.
1: Yeah, she's sweet-talking me every day. And finally, I'm like,
0: fine. Yes, yeah, so we're pregnant with Mavin. And such this, I mean, it's basically like copy and picks, paste yeah. with the pregnancy. <laughs> He's born almost full-time. Tor- term.
1: He was a long laborer. Do you remember that? You had oh, the 12 I was in hours. some like
0: latent stage I don't, I don't know what they call it.
1: Prolonged latency phase, yeah, phase I, or something. Yeah I don't, I don't know.
0: know. It was horrible. It was constant pain, nonstop and no progression.
1: So And we then end they up, send us home.
0: Yeah we end up leaving the hospital and I go into festival and
1: my water broke. Yeah, you're at the light. Remember? Yeah. And you're like, I think my water just broke I'm like, are you okay? I remember so calling we turn the nurse back around. and I'm like don't get rid of our room. Yes.
0: <laughs> We're on the way back. We turn back around, and then Mavin is born, and he has to go to the NICU for just a second for formalities, but we um, argue to get him back with us, yeah, and, and we get like him precaution or with a us. Or whatever. So um, this is where the story gets a little bit sad and grim, so we're going to put a little warning out there for anybody um, who is a mother or father of child loss. This may be a trigger for you, so maybe you can just skip over this part. Right. Um, if should it be a trigger for you. So Mavin we have for th- 23 days. He's perfect. And, um, and then Mavin passed away. So we are taking him to a family reunion to my parents' house and Ashley and I decide to go out that Friday night for her birthday because mm-hmm. we never go out anywhere together. We are constantly um, with our kids and, and never really have any date nights, so mm-hmm. that was really... That was nice. Yeah, it was nice for us to get out, so we definitely took advantage of my mom and sister watching the other kiddos, and Jackson and Tanner were back with their fathers, yeah, so it, just it was just us and the littles um, at, at my parents' house. So we go out, we have a great time, we come back, and and the night is goes as normal, normal. and as routine as possible, and we go to bed, and we woke up that morning to, um, Mavin was not okay, he had passed away in his sleep. So um, that is, that situation is definitely for another episode, mm-hmm. but we are completely changed November 5th, 2016. We are are never the same from that point. Many elements of our family, not just ourselves, but. Um, Grayson, our our oldest son together is is never the same. Same. He happens to watch us reviving, trying to revive him um, while holding his little sister's hand. And in that type of a trauma, in that type of a crazy situation, I mean, nobody really realizes that you should take your kids out of the way until like you had a moment. Yeah. That you were like, "Hold oh on." Gosh. They're watching all of this. Mm -hmm. There's nothing I can do for Mavin at this moment, but I can do something for these kiddos, and I can take them in the other room. Mm -hmm. Um, And so...
1: Well, and you... I mean, there are elements that even we don't know because we left for the hospital with the ambulance. You know, I mean... So there's elements to his own trauma that we... I don't know if we'll ever know. Right. You know, but... I mean, it it was, like, some terrible movie. Just... And it happens so fast that you don't recognize just how terrible it is until you kind of play it back for yourself and you think about what your kids went through and what you really went through because in the moment you're just living second by second until you realize that it's pretty terrible and right you know
0: yeah I mean that that whole morning and a lot of days following that is definitely a blur Mm -hmm. to me but what I mean what happens afterwards is I am definitely postpartum I am still lactating and I am grieving the loss of my infant and as are you Mm -hmm. and I look at you and I say I need to get pregnant immediately immediately we're talking it was 17 days after he passed away I need I need to get pregnant um I thought that somehow this my pregnancy was going to bring him back his soul because his soul was not ready to go I thought that his soul would just make its way back to this new baby um should we get pregnant again so I mean You're 100% not on board with this situation.
1: Because nobody knows how you're going to grieve a loss and a traumatic loss like that. So we, we were on two different wavelengths. I think of while trying to navigate our new people as selves and grieving that journey, but also in a marriage and as parents. And we didn't get to stop parenting just because we were upset. We had to continue on with life. And still try to find that balance. And so I walked the path of I don't want any more children. And you walked the path of Let's have a baby immediately. And obviously, I right, just that remember was the way I
0: was grieving. Right. Like that—that that was what was going to focus my mind in mm-hmm. another way. Um, otherwise, I couldn't—I couldn't handle the grief. Right. I couldn't. It was too much um, for my body. So we end up getting pregnant um, mm-hmm. because I somehow. I have no idea how, but I get you on board. I just
1: remember you looking at me at one day and saying, "I just, if you love me, you'll understand that I need this." So, and I just—I mean, I—I I wasn't. My body wasn't postpartum, right? Quite the contrary.
0: So we get pregnant with Arrow, our rainbow baby, <laughs> and he is, he is spicy. He's spicy little meatball. <laughs> he is, and. And his pregnancy is, again, copy and paste a little bit different because of the grief stuff that we're dealing with throughout the pregnancy. Um, things are a lot more scary with his yes, pregnancy because I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I should have been scared about all these things before because you never mm-hmm. thought that any of those things would happen to you. Mm-hmm. And they and they did. They happened to us. So. Um, he, his birth, we had decided to move to Strum to be next to my family mm-hmm. because of the grief, because I needed my family to basically blanket us with their support. So we, we make a big life change. They tell you not to do those things. We but, waited
1: six months almost,
0: Right. but we still move. So we, we, um, leave our house and buy a house right next to my parents and, we're driving back and forth for our business the entire time. So that's that's where that ends up not being a good idea and we end up moving back here.
1: But um, But you're still seeing the doctors here. Yes, in the lacrosse area. La and so, so about an hour of a drive.
0: So when his birth comes up, I'm in complete denial. I'm feeling some pretty hard contractions, but in complete denial. And it's it we need to go. So mm-hmm. we get in the car and the entire time we're driving. It's about an hour and 15, probably, to Gunderson. And we're like, I'm holding on to it the handle up here. And I'm just, I'm in more pain than I ever could imagine anybody ever being in. And I'm like instinctually wanting to turn around
1: in the seat. But but I don't for some reason. I'm not sure why I didn't God, exactly do that. God was working in my favor because I was convinced I was going to deliver a preterm rainbow baby. In the middle right, yeah. of Let a that dead sink zone. In. There was no right. cell service. So it's not like you could call a 911 and be like, walk me through this. Right. You were going to end up doing it alone. Luckily, my mom's a nurse.
0: But still, she but didn't she know hasn't how to deliver, deliver a baby. In. So she's in the back trying to get enough service to YouTube oh, how to deliver a baby. I think we have blankets and all the kind mm-hmm. of semi-necessary yep. stuff in the car should this happen. But I, in my body, I know... Okay, you've never allowed yourself in a berth to get this far deep into a contraction this painful, so I must be progressing fast. pretty fast. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm going to put my hand down there halfway through the ride. If there's a head, you're going to call 911 because we, we need to get an ambulance. But you're like, I'm...
1: I'm not stopping no. for the ambulance at this point anyway, so... I basically committed to going to jail that day, because I'm just like, I can't stop. She needs to get to a hospital. I'd seen however many births by this point, and I'm I'm very aware that she's at a different stage of labor at this point, and I need to get to the hospital, and so I'm... And I'm panicked, I think, because given which baby this is coming, and you know, like the fact that he's coming after our, our son passed and things like that, so I... I'm speeding. I don't break rules, especially while driving. So I did this today, obviously. So I'm speeding and I'm driving with my flashes on and I'm honking at people and flashing my braids and I'm apologizing and I'm weaving I'm sorry, in and out. I'm sorry. And I'm trying to at the same time keep her calm. So I'm like rubbing her back with one hand and telling her, like, okay, we're now at this point. So she had like a mental, okay, I only have to get this much further. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if it's helping because I've never had to get her completely through a natural labor before. And then we get downtown lacrosse. And it's thirsty Thursday, so there's drunk people everywhere because lacrosse is known for the longest stretch of bars. And I'm excessively moaning, like in pain, like the yeah. the
0: primal moan that you only hear in movies for women going it through labor. But it's 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 true. That's it's what works. Mm-hmm. It's that that natural humming mm-hmm. that comes from that moan is what was getting me through the pain. Mm-hmm. So we get so we pull to the up hospital. outside of the
1: hospital at like ten. 37 around there I think and we get her upstairs and the lady pushing the wheelchair has no idea what she's doing didn't even know labor and delivery was for sure on the fifth floor so we're kind of guiding her too and luckily when we get upstairs we're met by one of our favorite nurses because when you have as many babies you develop your favorite nurses everybody knows you and we like she couldn't do anything so we're disrobing her and getting her up in the I mean they don't even get you checked in Right, and all of a sudden it's like baby time, and you're like moving the way you need to move, and he's progressing, and I think he's on your chest by like ten forty-five or yeah, ten forty-five. It was it was, it about was fifteen, 15 minutes.
0: minutes, and I am like in complete shock. But I went through <laughs> I don't natural talk for like two hours, <laughs> and and I mean I didn't. There was no recovery time whatsoever. I was instant. I instantly and he was and Went to the bathroom. He was perfect. Yes. So so that was arrow. It's a very crazy. And different birth for us, but um, his bringing him into the world was intense, and um, parenting Quick. him throughout grief was intense. And he was a very and colicky baby.
1: Yes, yeah, so he was he sent to us, kind of, I think, on I, purpose.
0: I think so. To he get looked our minds like in Mabin, a different place,
1: but acted yeah. not anything like. Mavin was a very sweet, calm soul, always taking in the world, just happy. And and Arrow was not. Errol was yep. spicy and. Yelling all the time and we thought he was broken. We're like, why is he crying all the time? Yep. Mm -hmm. And so
0: I don't know how but again
1: Yeah, it's a miracle that Arrow has
0: a younger sibling. I get to the year mark and I'm like I need another baby
1: So (laughs) at this point our entire family thinks we're crazy because this would be number seven Yeah, seven. Yeah, so I get her on board again,
0: and there we go. We get pregnant again, and with Ford, our final
1: sweetheart, little sweetheart. Oh, he's so kind. Yes. So and he's in funny.
0: Yes, and and so we we have this beautiful baby, and I think we look at him. His birth was a little funny. and we're like, this this is it. Um, he came in a C-section, so that situation was not so much fun. But um, I I think I was just at that point I my family's complete i looked at all of us as we as we were at home and i just i think it's really true that when you your your body knows when when you're done done. i remember your family that too You know, you just know when you're done Mm -hmm. and i have i've had moments of thinking Mm -hmm. let's have an we've had like pretty intense thought processes of whether or not we're gonna have another another baby but I think at this point, we we really see a completion yes. to our family, and we are excited to be able the to next. spend all mm-hmm. the time with them instead of planning another. Right,
1: and we're also, in case you haven't been paying attention to the trend of timeline, he Ford is 18 months old, almost 19 months old. So I think we've bypassed that magical switch in her body of time frame. Yes. So we might truly be done yes you know and just the
0: pandemic yeah. happened and yes. we were all home together and we got to see how we organically worked together and you know I think this is how much we can handle mm-hmm. yeah I think it is I
1: don't I don't want to be upset with my kids because no. I have too many and I want I, them to all feel loved and be able to have individual attention even if it's 30 minutes each day that they get you know a one-on-one connection and they all sort of pair off together now and a buddy I think it's good I think it's yeah. and we have space where we live and we're gonna have space where we move and so yeah. we're good I think yeah, yeah. we are
0: definitely completed our, our family's definitely completed so we're excited to do some vlogging I think yeah. to show you how our days
1: go with this many kids right because we can only describe them to a certain they need to see them Right. Like in action, full-blown yes. in action.
0: How, how we've developed routines throughout the years yes. and Absolutely. how we're able to be organized with this big of a family mm-hmm. and how we plan to do all these things while going tiny. tiny. We're so excited to take you guys along for the ride and to hopefully maybe inspire anybody to possibly either Good. downsize or declutter Simplify. your life. yeah. Um, live with less and realize what truly is important obviously we have we are um, mothers of loss so we may or may not see the world differently Mm -hmm. than somebody else but um, it's truly it's beautiful what we're doing is is beautiful and the connections that we are fostering with our Mm -hmm. children and ourselves is beautiful, and we're challenging ourselves. We're challenging ourselves to to live. live. outside
1: the societal norm, for one, you know?
0: To live differently. We are excited to just purely live. So, we are so excited to take you along on the journey, and feel free to um, shoot us a message, or a comment, or anything like that. If you have any questions for us, stay tuned for the next episode. We will plan to upload two episodes a week, and um, you can follow along for the journey so we hope you all have a spectacular day and thank you for tuning in bye